1: jays baseball we'll talk about news rumors and game recaps so whether you're a diehard fan or just getting started with the team this is the podcast for you here's your host craig borden with co-host jason lyons and me ken alfred you're listening to the jay bird watching podcast
2: Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another episode of J-Bird Watching. And as always, Jason Lyons is here with me this evening, or at least as of always the last few weeks. (laughs) Yeah, just you and me. We're like odd roommates
3: now. We've made the other roommates force them out by eating bad cheese and not
2: doing our dishes drinking German beer and yeah. all this weird shit. <laughs> so it must've been all the toys, you know, I mean, they thought I was doing a, not a podcast uh, for Toronto blue Jays baseball, something like that. I have no idea. But anyway, <laughs> blue Jays fans, we are here to have another evening of talking about your Toronto blue Jays on what is the bar room chat for Toronto blue Jays fans. That is Jay bird watching the official podcast of jay by the fan side. So Jason, <laughs> We have had all sorts of ups, downs, and continue all over the place over the last week. The Blue Jays did do something really fun this last week, though, as the Tampa Bay Rays came into Toronto 13 and 0, and we took the series.
0: Yeah, what do you
3: I, mean,
2: I actually, you know, after I watched all of the games and going
3: into the final game of the series, I legitimately thought they could have swept it. Um, it I was, didn't know if they had enough gas <laughs> in the tank to keep it going but I really, uh, I really feel like that served notice to the entirety of the American league East, as well as the entire, uh, you know, uh, American league that uh, if you put something in front of the Jays, they're going to get angry at it and smash it with bats. And it's, you know, for me, it's huge. It, It was, it was amazing to watch the, the, them small ball it up. I mean, you know, for going into this season and thinking to yourself, Oh, you know, we've got a couple of mashers and we've got some guys that are really going to put the ball into the oh, seat. It's been base hits and doubles that have been winning the games for them. It's been smart base running. I mean, Brandon belt, um, probably had one of the better series he's had in, I'd say the last two years, you know, what did he have three, four doubles? And he just seemed to be like, you know, flight of foot and, and moving around the base as well. He looked good. Um, you know, Springer played well, Kiermaier played well against his former team. Um, I like that they were, there was a lot of joking in the first game. And then when they lost it, the joking got a little bit less. And then when they lost the second one, there's almost no joking except for him last. Um, You know, I think we referenced this in the title of of the cast for this week. I mean, the starting pitching has just been such an absolute hurricane, but you know, what are your thoughts on, on, I mean, I think that the the offense was strong. The pitching came to two when it needed to. I mean, there's a couple of shapes, rattles and rolls, which could be Elvis Bolt, but uh, uh,
2: otherwise, I, I mean, you can't not be happy with that. Yeah, it. I know to your point, it was there was plenty of ups and downs and everything, and like it, I think the word roller coaster strikes perfectly to the word about what's going on because we're getting good starts from guys. We were not expected to be doing what we're doing. I'll just point you at say Kakuchi and just say consistent, consistent so far, knock <laughs> <up> desk. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: So the fact that we are this far into the season and we're seeing what we are from him, and then you get the flip of that, our actual ace with Alec Manoa, who has been, I can't even say inconsistent because it's sporadic, I think, at this point, Jason, but it's been all over the place. It's amazing how he he'll be cruising for a couple of guys. And then just the mechanics fold up. Something happens that all of a sudden you have seven runs on the board. It's just You're not expecting that kind of thing. But to that point, the, they did what they needed to do against the Rays, And I can't fault them for anything about that series, regardless of how it might have ended to your point, they did have a chance to actually make that a sweep. And then some things got out of hand. So good series. And they took it to a division rival and that perfect way to keep this early part of the season momentum going. Absolutely.
3: And I mean, you know, your point on Kikuchi is very accurate. Like, I mean, he seems to just have his nose to the grindstone. He wants to throw strikes. He wants to get guys out. He seems excited about it. Monoa, on the other hand, and I, I I sort of referenced this to you before we came on, um I don't know if you remember Hoist Gracie Hoist Gracie used to fight in the UFC and he was half the weight of anybody else that he was fighting against, but he always seemed to win. He could beat these guys like tank Abbott, these big monsters that if they got a hold of you, they, they'd beat you to death. But he was like, uh, you know, it was death by a thousand cuts. And Manoa seems to be able to to get himself into trouble. And then you look at it four or five innings later and you're like, wait a second, the score's tied. And you're like, how did it wait, 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 you know? And so he's, he's, he's keeping them in games. He's making it Correct. so that they have the availability to come back in a game. And even if they don't win that game, I feel like it's a positive experience for the most part, because Manoa's not giving up. He's not throwing Correct. two in garbage and then being like, well, that's it. I'm going to go sit on the bench. He go, gets back out there and it's like Gosman uh, the other night in the, in the loss to the Astros. Like, I mean, he looked all the lights out from the, two inning off. <laughs> and then well, so, he it was like a different guy after the set, and then of course, uh, if you're watching the broadcast, as soon as they start giving him big praise, he served up just a hamburger to center field. Like, it's, yeah. it's funny to sometimes. Rookie,
2: nonetheless, that yeah. jerk kid looks like he's legit. By the way, yeah. for Houston Astros fans, yeah. so he, but yeah, yeah. and um, if you were a betting man coming into this season, and you were going to tell me that you say Kikuchi had a better ERA after 15 innings pitched. In the major league baseball, and Alec Manoa, you would have probably laughed at my it, it, me off the freaking podcast here. I think it wouldn't even well, be a question. <laughs> you know, we, uh, people probably don't know this, but us the uh, the
3: Jay bird watching, the fan sided, the Jays general crew, we're all in a uh, in a fantasy baseball pool, which I suck at because I'm oh, not horrible me. too. I have I, to, I, know, to I don't know <laughs> all the ins and outs and all the rest. of it. <laughs> anyway, I was offered a trade a couple of days ago for uh, Alec Manoa and Cody Bellinger. And I'm assuming based on the fact that Bellinger's hitting like 7,000 and Manoa's doing high or these sell high. People don't know, the other guys and gals that were in this pool with don't think I know anything about baseball, but mm-hmm. aha, no trade.
2: <laughs> but to that point, uh, in the midst of that whole thing, that was trading are trying to get you in your blue Jays, uh, fun with that. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> it's, so. you
3: know, it's, it's, I, I find this, this, Part of the season right now to be super interesting because you know a- after the Astros who did the Jays play they're uh, it's on to oh I have you know, that. oh yeah and they're yes. not bad. Um, you know and and the Yankees are actually going to throw three pretty darn good pitchers the way of the of the Jays and then yeah. you've got the White Sox then you've got Seattle and then you can take a bit of a break you know you've got maybe six or eight in a row where you may be able to at least have a you know have a bit of a break. I mean, this is a meat grinder from here on, like from that Tampa series
2: on. Uh, yeah, because even one. the White Sox are after the uh, Yankees and that's no slouch, you know. No, a, at all. Uh, and it's very pesky at this point this yeah. year so far.
3: Yeah. So, I mean, it's it, I, I, like I said, I, I love it when I love it when a team fights. I love it when they fight themselves out of a hole. It's one of my favorite things about the sport of baseball is you can put up seven. And as long as you're in the game, as long as you get yourself one, or as long as you feel like you've gained back some momentum, like you strike out the best player on their team, or yeah. you make a really nice double play, that game can turn around in an inning, or it can turn around in four. And that's the beautiful thing, you know. Like I went to the Vancouver Canadians game, the the uh, <laughs> nooner at the Nat on uh, last Friday, nice. and it was uh, it was four nothing uh, for the Dust Devils going into the eighth inning, five four. I mean, and all they did was just hit the ball around the yard. And uh, I managed to get a couple of pork rockets inside me and a couple of beers and (laughs) five, four win. It was a beautiful, beautiful day. But uh, you know, it's, it's the beautiful thing about baseball is that you can, if you've got a, uh, you know, if you can feel your pulse still, you know, then you've got a chance to get back into a game. And it's nice to see the Jays battling so hard um, to win these points that can be just essential uh, you know, in, in August or mm-hmm. October, so they can be so huge, uh, you know, two wins over, <laughs> over Tampa plus that one over Houston. That could be the three point difference. that gets you into not in the wild card. It gets you into a playoff spot, you know, or whatever the case may be, but it's, it's they're important points. Every single one of them.
2: Yes. So, and to that point, I, it's amazing as blue Jays fans this year, period. Cause even that, uh, game on Sunday, I thought there was something coming, you know, it was that one home run early in the game that had me keep in enough interest, even though the Rays had ran away for seven runs at that point. And to your point, I, th- I just had this feeling something was going to happen and never ended up coming to fruition. But the rest of this season has been that for the blue Jays for these games where they've gotten out of hand. And I point you to the exact example of the 12 to 11 win over the end angels, just Two weekends ago. Yeah. Or one weekend ago.
3: And I mean, I don't know if you've noticed this or not, Craig, but we, the Jays have the hottest uh, seven, eight, nine uh, hitters in the league right now. I mean, there's nobody that's even close. They put up one of the stats. I think it was two games ago and it's like, I mean, they're here. And the next closest team is like, like, it's a massive gap. And again, like if you can keep that seven, eight, nine Kiermeyer's down there. And he's like, leave me down here. I'm just bashing. They're giving me garbage pitching. He's began. getting cookies. Yeah, getting so, cookies. It's good to see. Um, you know, I, I feel like I feel like the game against the Astros today is a fairly big one. Uh, it's a late, late one. You'll have to stay up to like four in the morning if you want to watch the end of it, basically. Um, but it's a big but, one. I think it's winnable. And then you got they got to go at the Yankees' throat. I mean, you got to take at least two from the Yankees uh, and at least two from the White Sox to prove to the whole of Major League Baseball that these guys aren't kidding. They're they're going yeah. for. It for a championship this year
2: yeah and it's not too late it's an eight o'clock start so it'll be those eight o'clock starts over the last few weeks or a few games so far i've actually been over west coast or east coast time here by like 11 o'clock so fast it's amazing. I still don't know if I'm a fan of it. I really don't as far as the pitch clock and everything goes, because I like the pace of the game. But if I yeah. go to a ball game, I would like to to flush away three hours of my getting <laughs> back to my real life, you know, not just under it. <laughs> so I don't know what to think at this point, as far as that piece of it goes, but Hey, maybe it's because, you know, the seventh thing, will come too quick and I won't be able to go get another beer. Yeah. I mean, I I do find
3: that interesting. There's a lot of, um, you know, I guess they moved that to the eighth inning. Was that for all stadiums or just some, because I know there was some pitchers and a few other guys in the majors that said, Hey, look, we, we need fans to have two innings to sober up. So when I leave the ballpark or my family does, or whenever anybody's family, I mean, some people do, you know, necessarily, you know, when they go to a game, they do sort of take it over. I mean, we've all seen it. We've all been at games where you've seen somebody just, you know, gassed and you're wondering how not only they got so gassed but what would be the how point? are you getting whole yeah. <laughs> well, what are you going to remember from the game which is zero um yeah but I, you know i think that that the 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 control on the on the alcohol for those innings is is essential yeah and um again it's it's such a nice relaxing thing to be able to go and watch such a beautiful game and and enjoy a beverage and and all the rest of it and I'm just glad that the, the MLB gets it. And, and you know, they're, they're, they're listening to not only the fans, but the players are savvy enough to say, hey, fans, let's not shove eight more beers in our face in the eighth inning. Let's try and keep it to a.
2: I'll just do that all before the game and first inning. You know, it'll be all right. go <laughs> to, well, is it Wrigley that has the actual like hollowed out baseball bats that are a big classic? That you just—it's like a yard, yard a yard of, uh, bunch of them have it now.
3: Yeah, yeah. There,
2: a whole bunch of them have it now. I mean, and that'd be really good
3: when it gets down to the bottom. We've all had a warm draft down at the bottom. It's mmm, that's delicious. It's flavor. <laughs> <country."> <laughs> there you yep. it for an hour, warming it. <laughs>
2: Mm. Yeah. And it's not even like, you know, going to Europe and getting like uh cellar beer, because you know they don't put refrigerator you know, it's just all you know, cold basement and whatnot in this pipe back upstairs. Not even that kind of cold. This just no. sorry. No. sorry. <laughs> Good luck. So you better be drinking that like a beer bong here at some. <laughs> yeah. But hey, it is what it is. So, but anyways, I digress back to the fun here. Um, takeaways from the race series, obviously. For me, it was the offense clicked and did everything it was needing to do. They ran into a steamroller that is named Shane McClanahan on uh, the Sunday. So I'm not shocked that that happened. Um, I was shocked that the bullpen was able to hold it up after McClanahan finally left. But that was besides the point. But to that point, we have two of the best hitters in Major League Baseball right now with Matt Chapman and Bo Bichette and then Vladdy. And I'm just a little bit behind right now, but crushing it as usual. So what, what are you thinking? Well, Chapman, Chapman's off the charts. I mean, we could do a whole show off
3: on just on Chapman. He's it's ridiculous. Um, and I'm really, really happy for Bo. I mean, Bo is is Bo looks like he's engaged. He looks like he wants to be there, and he looks like he wants to to challenge for American League All or, uh MVP, which
2: is great. Um, you know, Was I love that all that. Somebody's pick the click kind of thing yeah. the whole season too um, bold for too bold for spring training prediction yeah. i think
3: uh i think for me my big takeaway um was kind of twofold uh, it, it the offense is part of it but i think it's the overall team speed it was taking basis it was catching balls in the outfield that you know, as soon as they're off the bat, you're like, "Whoop!" that might be getting down. There's Springer right there. Where'd he come from? You didn't didn't see out there. And, (laughs) you know, and the fact that, that, you know, I do find myself as being a bit of an outfield guy. I do like the outfield Uh, when I, when I, I teach my kids, um, and and all the kids that I I teach in little league, I, I tell them that the outfield's called a union and you have to buy in and you have to be there together. And so that they'll often even say like, who's in the union tonight, you, you know, you look and so it's, but you know, to see the way that those, the guys who are out there, be it, you know, Varsho, be it Kiermaier be it whoever's playing out there, they're, they're yes. in sync. They're communicating. Like even that ball that, that Bo probably could have caught that he was running back for. I mean, he's yes. being called off that 10, 15 feet prior to that. He's got good warning to get himself out of the way. And not only does show catch it, but I, I, you know, Kiermaier is right behind him. If something was to happen, and um, it's communication like that 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 will win you championships. Um, ba- baseball, I, like I often say, that that communication is such an important part of baseball, and it's it's very rarely, uh, you know, mentioned. It very yeah. rarely hear you know, that a coach has had a practice that was all communication, and Didn't I mean. F- we, we try and focus on it. It is so important to make sure that you're communicating and, um, you know, so team speed, uh, communication and just the timely hitting too. Like, geez, oh, like, get two guys on and smash a base hit. Like how good is that? It was. And every single time they get a guy on third and, and a guy on first they're running and it's
2: great. It's yeah. amazing. I love it. To that point, I don't know how much you're paying attention to last night's game, but Brandon Belt of all people was actually one of the ones that started a hit and run with Whit Merrifield batting. And I'm pretty sure that's probably a first. it's, it's like more, the I, uh, I mean is a guy that's a uh, he was a runner up for a World Series MVP or one of the years. <laughs> you know, this is yeah. how it is, but yeah. I think it's crazy that you're even taking it to that level. And that was so perfectly timed too. And he ended up coming around to score yeah. one play later than that. So he got the third, and then it was uh, I wanted it was Santiago Espinal who came in with a clutch hit at that point. So score finally turned it around, eh?
3: It's nice to yeah. see
2: hit he's he's hitting the ball and he looks
3: uh he looks switched on now. He looked like he was kind of out in space. Yeah. a bit of a woosah, I think. Yeah. Um but yeah, I mean it, you know, it seems like anybody that Jay's put in right now in the, you know, doesn't matter if it's Wit or Espinall or, or Bar show or, or um, you know, whoever's playing in the outfield, they all just seem to show up ready to play. Um they 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 really seem to look like they're they're in it for each other and, and really are looking for team success. And I mean, it's so nice to see this this early into the season, and I can't I can't stop mentioning Don Mattingly. The guy's everywhere. The guy, literally, the guy is everywhere. A guy gets a hit, he's talking to him. A guy makes a great play, he's talking to him. He pops up. You remember the Simpsons where Homer comes out of the hedge and goes back into the hedge?
2: That's the same thing.
3: He just like (laughs) guys will go up on the rail like this. And then Mattingly comes up beside, "Ah," you know, like, Oh, hi. (laughs) It's really working. And everything that you hear on the broadcast about, you know, like how, why these guys are having such big success. And one of the main things is because they've got a baseball icon
2: in their ear. Along with a crazy good manager and John oh, Schneider, yeah. that the, the, this coaching staff is something nuts. But to that point, you know, I do think that there is a little bit of a Mattingly effect going on in that locker room because you just see them all, pitchers and hitters alike, they're all gravitating toward them. It's just, it's a great thing to have somebody yeah. else, especially when you can't get the manager's ear. It's just having that other role player, that leader, to go to when you can't get to. Like I said, get the Schneider when you need it—a quick tip or something like that. He's already out for a couple of guys or yeah, coming right. up with the game for plan correct. or whatever. Natalie has been there, done mm-hmm. that, and hopefully we get him his first damn World Series ring this year because rightfully deserved. Yeah, that's <laughs> so. a that's a that's a tough one to stomach. There's a few guys who don't have rings in their particular sports and. uh, uh, one a playoff one. appearance, period. And it was his last year as a New York Yankee. Wow, crazy. And the following year, they win it. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> right? Baseball gods were not nice yeah. to you. <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> so back to the defense, because I do think there is a lot to be said about this outfield, even with those moving parts and whatnot that you had mentioned, Jason. But do you have any idea where the blue Jays rank as a team, which is a good chunk of this is because of the outfield in all major league baseball, where you think they rank in defensive runs saved. Oh, it's gotta be way up there. It's gotta be second or third. You are right with third and oh, okay. it's a very close race at that point. And it's almost no contest after this. So the diamondbacks ironically <laughs> built their team on young talent, right? At this point and are looking like last year's Orioles to a certain point. And the next piece of that is they got 17 defensive runs <laughs> saved for these young pitchers for them. That's nuts for this time of the year. The Brewers, also a team that's retooled, I'd say, very efficiently around what they had going on because they got some nice talent all of a sudden in youngsters and that. Um, well, and Ter- Bryce Terang and some of these other guys going on. And and
3: Raz is going off.
2: Yeah, Was he well, on the stroke? Yeah. yeah. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, all, and I love Roddy Tlazen to he that did. point. I drink, old drinking buddy for about yeah. five minutes, you know, good clink, clink, clink. Yeah. <laughs> love him. Love him. He's a, so, a special yeah. guy. To that point, um, they have 16 defensive run saves. The Blue Jays are now are in third with 14. And then it goes all the way down to 11 in single digits after that with the Tigers being the next team, which is, to that point, if you were going to have a young team, which, like I said, two of those teams are probably playoff guys. One might make it in between the diamondbacks, but the tigers are definitely pretenders for this year at this point, but yeah. they're going to try keeping their youngsters on the mound and having good defense helps with a lot of that. Yeah. I mean, I watched, uh, I went to a preseason game in,
3: in Palm, or sorry, in Arizona <laughs> and watched the diamondbacks. You have an for cover sneeze cover. Um, I know, right? Beef Padres are a wonderful thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I I'll saw them it. it's okay. And and they are a good team. The Diamondbacks are are, are going to be a force to be. They actually might even be better than the the Orioles were, you know, when we started talking about them. The Orioles are pretty Correct. good now, but that the, Diamondbacks the difference is that, pitching. Yeah. They actually I have pitching <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Yeah. And confidence. They seem to be a confident bunch. And, and, you know, if you've got those two things, then you can go a long way. Even at the start of the season, if you can get yourself over sort of that two and a half to three month hump, you know, where you're still contending and still beating good teams, then, you know, then sky's the limit. I mean, you can push that as hard as you want to. Yeah. The confidence
2: is there and you can see it in the, uh, uh, Pete or Corbin Carroll, what's Corbin? Corbin, Carol, Corbin, Carol, Carol Corbin, Corbin, Carol. Carol. <laughs> <laughs> Corbin versus- so, anyway. Yeah, whatever it is. But then you got uh, Zach Gallen that's been crushing it and on the mound as he has been the last few years. There's a lot of things going on in the desert there with the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks are looking pretty good. But to that yeah. point, this is actually a Blue Jays podcast. So other than the last two minutes, of, you know, gushy, it's, all but all about <laughs> baseball. it's all about <laughs> <laughs> baseball. But to that point, the Blue Jays do have one of the best defenses currently on paper and proof with defensive runs saved that things are going in the right direction. And in the midst of what has been a tumultuous turmoil of fun going on with our starting pitching, we're staying in ball games. Yeah. And that's our record reflects that. And that's mostly because the offense has been bludgeoning most of our opponents to a certain extent, but then they pull out a really nice win. Like they did the other night against Houston four to two. And I would say probably their most efficiently played game all year. Cause they yeah. did. They had the two solo home runs played a little small ball, like we were mentioning there, just to get some runs in, put it extra on the board. And then guess what? Bassett did with his job and crushed it. And actually correct me if I'm wrong. It was like four and two thirds and no hit, no base runner base baseball.
3: Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, so. it's, it's funny because Bassett, even when the, in the first game, when he got punched up, you could see yeah. he just wasn't quite there. And then the second game, he was much better. <laughs> And then that when he's throwing darts, and so the, the progression for a pitcher like Bassett to start to get comfortable. I mean, the Goss- uh, uh, Gossman one from uh, the start of the series. I don't that one is not. that's not my favorite thing to see happen. Um, I didn't. He was missing in a spot in spots where you don't want to miss. Um, yeah, there's I don't a lot going on in that. If, <laughs> yeah, I don't miss if you mind if you miss and walk, guys, or if you're close to trying to get your spots. But if you're trying to hit a spot and it ends up being a grapefruit down Main Street, then. Um, it's not good. And it might, you you know, you gotta hope, you know, they've been screwing around with Manoa with, with mechanics and speed and all this other stuff. And I feel like he's getting there. Um, Kikuchi has been the bright shining star. Again, we can walk, knock on wood.
2: We can do it. <laughs> bring a gong, whatever you want to do. At a minimum, he keeps doing what we're doing. We have one of the best fifth starters in baseball. Yeah, if he keeps even doing 100%. something like he's doing right now. And I'm saying that he's got a 4.7 ERAs. He had that one outing where it went a little awry, but to that point, if he gets some of those innings up and keeps doing what he's doing, that is going to be a round four ERA, which is, really good for a bit starter yeah <laughs> Just, absolutely. We, we, we've come a long way from the josh towers years and the uh <laughs> things like that but um yeah. our brian tallets and you know, brian Tallert, <laughs> oof, that's not a good one i'm, there you no, go. I'm happy so, you remember that one <laughs> I'm throw, I'm throwing out there the names that have been fifth starter spots for many of the multitude of years that we've had when we were not good. Mm-hmm. Not every year was, and just remember this, Daniel Norris was the opening day starter for the, or not the opening day starter, the number five starter when we opened the 2015 season. Yeah. So, and then Marco Estrada comes out of nowhere and steals that damn job and runs away with it for three seasons. So oh, yeah. it is what it is. I mean, so that's you what know, that usually is, and I don't know if you've been watching Twitter at all I or not, but Ricky Teedman's having himself another crazy good night in the minor leagues. So,
3: yeah, it seems be to be he's the talk of the town right now.
2: Not just not just Blue Jays. Uh,
3: um, I was listening to a um, uh, Blue Jays channel on Sirius, and um, he he's getting national recognition now in the U.S. They're talking about how good he is, and and you know, how the Jays are kind of uh sandbagging him a bit and all the rest of that. And so that's positive to hear, to hear, you know, um, I believe it was ESPN, uh, one or two, um, their baseball show talking about that. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I got to see a lot of the talent the other day for the, for the Canadians. And there's, they've got a kid who looks like he's 12 who throws the ball 102 <laughs> miles an hour. Um, I can't remember his name. I'll have to look it up, but, uh, um, it's just, it's refreshing to see the amount of talent that they do see, they do have at every level. And they yeah. all seem to be having fun. Win, lose, or draw, they're having fun. And I mean, I think at the root of it, that's what this thing's supposed to be all about. If you end up being, you know, talented enough to make a game your, your livelihood and your life, oh, yeah. at
2: least have fun doing it, right? Yeah, clearly somebody's having some way too much fun. I don't know if you've seen the... Uh... <laughs> The kid from Sandlot that plays ham, the Great yeah. Dino, is in a new commercial for it's some I think it's some handheld uh, mobile game for baseball. And it's got Ken Griffey Jr. walks into the group and he keeps going, no hitter, no hitter, no hitter. <laughs> he can't hit, he can't hit. Oh <laughs> yeah, that's the trout one. <laughs> yeah, the, Mike Trout comes up and he says no hitter and Trout hits it. Yeah, that's what it was. And it and it was yeah. Yep. Right, <laughs> that's what a good it was. one. So, and that's, that's the fun of what baseball's supposed to be. And to that point, these guys got, you can clearly tell that they're having fun at these days. Um, did you happen to see who was uh, visiting Mr. John Schneider at the ballpark and was having some fun last night? No. Former silver slug award winner for the Toronto blue Jays. Second baseman. Take a guess. Roberto Alomar. I don't know if they were handing out silver slugger awards when Roberto Alomar was still playing oh maybe not at least not when he was a blue jay i want to say it was mid 90s when the post strike that back started being an award hmm. i'd have to look that one up i just don't remember anybody ever really talking about it so maybe it was one of those things that the guys just put up on their mantle yeah, maybe. <laughs> Who was it? aaron hill really my league teammates of uh john schneider interesting i always liked so, him. Aaron Hill was always my man crush Monday in the Angry Bird days. Guy hit 30 whole months in one year, for Christ's sake. <laughs> so, always a fun pleasure to have. But you got guys like him coming around and just saying hi and goofing around. Even let's say Whit Merrifield catches his ear for a few minutes. You You think they weren't talking hitting?
3: Yeah. <laughs> I mean and kind of
2: thought damn well lately, just saying. He
3: kind of um he kind of reminds me a bit body style wise of Varsho, too. Like or if Varsho kind of if, if he got hit on the head a bit shrunk a bit. But uh I, I will say this, like I take a lot of my cues for my kids because you know, um being eleven now, they they they're willing to watch the majority of a game on TV with me, which is great. Yeah. I mean, if we go, they'll watch the game. It's you know, TV is tough to get a kid to sit and watch a whole game, and they they've become really big fans of our show because they're wondering when a football is going to pop on a somewhere and he's going to come around the around to like
2: a free safety and blow up the shortstop. Um, guy is he just might, might run through a wall at some point, dude. Just we've been close. I feel I like, got a few plays. <laughs> oh, I,
3: I was watching him, at, you know, like he's running around in the outfield doing his warm up for uh, two games ago, and you're like. good Lord, man. Like you are just a ham shank running around out there. Like
2: just <laughs> he's huge. probably one of the fastest guys on the team too. He's, the point, he's crazy athletic, <laughs> so, <laughs> but I think that goes yeah. back to what we talked about.
3: Like the rays are such a good team because they're athletes. They're all athletes. I mean, you know, it's hard to teach a guy how to hit a 90 plus mile an hour fastball, but if you're an yeah. athletic person, that's the kind of thing that can come. If you've got hand if you've got all these other things. And you're starting to see that around the whole league right now. Ryan Mountcastle, unbelievably athletic dude. You know, <laughs> there's so many of them, and it's funny now to see some of the guys who aren't quite as athletic. Like Manny Machado is having a really rough year this year. He's not the most athletic dude. Where a guy like Cody Bellinger, I've <laughs> forgotten
2: all that money. <laughs> a guy like Cody
3: yeah, Bellinger year, who has well, a down chain <laughs> Yeah, Bellinger has a down year, but he's an athlete. He's going to come right. back and you know, I hated that the Dodgers had to get rid of him for, for him to get the slap in the face, but it's nice to see him playing at Wrigley and, and crushing the ball. And I mean, this is his kind of baseball. He's long, he's lean. He hits the ball into the gap and, and he can get you bases. And when you look at the Jays, I mean, that's Kevin Kiermeier, you know, with a little yeah. bit of, a little bit of seasoning on him. But again, mm-hmm. we've got guys now that, that like springers realize that there's a lot of green out in the outfield and you can hit the ball out there. And, and he's just as good to run and and we talked about this before we you know before we started Vladdy's yeah. Vladdy's getting frustrated with the fact that he's not squaring up balls i mean he's he's got one of the best averages in the league right now he's he's unbelievably good and he's hitting singles and doubles they'll come like if he just yeah, gets what up was his this, head
2: i think during the show last night they said over the last week he was bad 333 with like 13 singles or something not, like that <laughs> and you, then they're they, he, they, they were talking literally of how he was frustrated. They wasn't getting enough lift and pop and whatnot in those hits. And literally like the last word comes out of his mouth and from Buck and it just goes crack and it goes right over the right field wall on a screamer. That would be the nice way of putting it. I, I felt, I felt sorry for that baseball because that just reminded me of the reason why Frank Thomas was nicknamed the big hurt. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't yeah. know if you've heard that story. <laughs> Uh, I don't know why a, he's called the big hurt. I assume it's awesome, but, uh, uh it's, be, it's a, it's a Hawk Harrelson. Oh, <laughs> he really? said he put a murder, he put a, he put a murdering on that ball or something like that. And then I, he's like, I felt sorry for that poor baseball. That was a big hurt. Oh, <laughs> you yeah. know, things like that. That just <laughs> stuck yep. in. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, you know, it,
3: it's, <laughs> and I hope that Vladdy, you know, like, I, I hope that Vladdy can have the foresight to be able to see that, You know, that Bo's hitting home runs right now, and that, that, yes, you know, other guys on the team can, can pick up that mantle and, and can hit the ball out of the yard. And if he does his job and hits singles and doubles, those guys are fast enough that every single time they come around, they're getting a run out of it, at least one. And that it's crucial, you know, to understand that when you're going through what you perceive as a slump, just because you're not hitting home runs, sometimes you have to you know, see the forest for the trees and just be like, you know <laughs> what, maybe, maybe if I hit five doubles in the next three games, that'll make up for, for, you know, the lack of home runs or, Correct. you know, just look at your RBIs or something else, dude, because you're mashing and we need you to keep mashing.
2: Um, yes, but it'll happen. Yeah. It. It's yeah. it's gonna happen. And I'm not I'm never gonna be ever worried about the work ethic between Bo, Vlad, and even to that point, Ken and Biggio. I still am wondering if he's still a real opportunity away from doing it. But right now with, with Maryfield doing what he's doing, he's not losing playing time. So he's gonna probably be playing second base because you have your outfields full up. It's just how it's going to be for the time being. We'll see. It, I really well, wouldn't be shocked if one of those three guys gets traded for the end of the season here oh yeah, between sure. Espinal, Vigio and Whit Merrifield. So I think, we'll see. I, think I, I don't think it's
3: going to be Merrifield. Um, I feel mm-hmm. like it's Espinal or Vigio and it's now more even siding to the Espinol things on my side of things. Um, I feel like um, they're trying to trot him out there as much as they can. I think they've probably said to Vigio, you're going to get your opportunities. Just give us a bit here. We need to try and move an asset. And I, uh, they probably didn't say
2: that, but you know what I mean? Uh, but I'm um, thinking that, but to that point, the reason that I, I agree with you that Espinol is probably the, more tangible tradable candidate Um, because the other fun part about this whole thing is the blue Jays like the flexibility they have with Biggio because he can play first base and left field and right field. There's a little bit more position depth with Biggio as far as his, uh, what, how many clubs he carries around his backpack. Um, but but the other fun part about this, they, I think they have the equivalent of Santiago Espinal playing at Buffalo right now in all Lopez. Yes, they do. Uh, I do so, is very similar, uh, in every way. And to that point, I, 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 would make the argument that he really should have a chance to be at the major league level, especially with what he did at the uh, world baseball classic. He has slumped since, uh, a really hot first three games in Buffalo, but I have a strange feeling he'll be fine. And like I said, he, he doesn't need to be anything other than Santiago. As well, if he comes up to be that last infielder, Um right, right. And to that point that and. and the blue Jays have a guy back on the bench right now for that. Thank God to me that the Jordan Luplo experiment is over with for the time being. I oh, was yeah. not terribly yeah. excited about that because I felt that Nathan Lucas was the better player in that situation and a left-handed bat. So yeah, I felt that, that fit t- the team more. I agree with you. So, and not to mention maybe I just like Nathan Lucas a little too much, but that's besides, <laughs> <laughs> he's a good guy. Okay. It's the ball everywhere. I, I really think that if you were going to talk about a guy that comes in and pinch hits or plays a random day like that, you want somebody that plays like uh, that grinds uh, outs and stuff like he does plays great defense, hits the ball, all fields will find a way to contribute. I think that's what you need in that fourth outfielder bench guy. So yeah, for and sure. to that point, I think someday he might actually play full-time somewhere and do a very really, uh, similar of a ex blue jay lane thomas with the uh washington nationals right now who's really come out of his shell a little bit yeah, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway let's talk as we get toward the end of the show here astro series specific because we are in the going into the third game this evening and the rubber match because we did get blown out and then we figured it out and <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so um what are you seeing in these first two games outside of uh, what we were talking about with some of the pitching woes and whatnot? Um, right now, we are still seeing the ridiculous thing that is Matt Chapman all of a sudden, and it's still proving perfect.
3: I mean, it's uh, you know, it's it's crazy. I mean, I think that there's a couple of big things for tonight. the 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 Jays are going up against a starter who doesn't have a win in Garcia. Um, he has a monster ERA. Uh, not that Barrios, who has almost the same ERA, right? you know. It isn't, I isn't
2: from what I've seen from Garcia, he's been struggling with the whole new pitch clock thing because he had that weird, funky delivery yeah, last season that is now outlawed, and you could clearly tell he's not comfortable on the mound. He was the rockabye so, guy. He was the, correct. He did the best. back and forth, yeah. back and
3: forth. So, yep. <laughs> i at World Baseball. Um, his his motion was really, really abrupt and it didn't look controlled and it was not good. So it looks uncomfortable. Yeah. If you throw, he's, he, he doesn't miss the strike zone. That's his problem. He, just like I said earlier, if you're going to miss, don't miss, don't miss, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. inside on Vladdy. Don't miss up on, on uh, Chapman. Don't, (laughs) And that's
2: the that's might just the, do what I just saw Ralvis Martinez do for the New Hampshire Fisher cast to give Ricky Tiedman some support, just saying
3: there go on. On. <laughs> go on. Uh, we need a Homer ding or like a, a Homer bell or
2: something when we're uh, I think it's something when we an <laughs> or
3: something. Anyways, yeah. I mean you I get think get a the five thing. just laying the ballpark. Yeah. The big thing for the game tonight is uh get up early, give Barrios some support. Um let him pitch from he always pitches better from a, a position of strength. Um yeah. So if they can get a few runs in the first few innings, let him cruise a little bit. Hopefully he can get deep. Uh, the, the, the bullpen really hasn't had to do a ton of work on this trip, which is good. Um, and they have, you know, they were decent yesterday. Um, so I think that's a big thing. And then keep the bats going. I mean, you know, after today they're what, so you've got uh, t- two days off to get to New York. Um, well, no, well, t- tomorrow off. And tomorrow. then they play Friday. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And then, uh, three straight in New York, that'll be, that'll be quite a, quite a three game series actually. Um, and then right into the next day, right into the white Sox. So, you know, these are the ones where, where you've really got to get like Gosman, you know, that was a a ballsy effort to get through those innings that he did and not have to go to a reliever. Um, and, and you know, Again, it's an important win tonight. They got to get that. You know, they they've got to get these ones, especially when they're going up against a pitcher who's struggling. They got to make got to make hay when the sun shines, as they
2: say. Um, and they're good. They're actually right now they're playing a struggling Astros team. We should take advantage of that because they have a lot of guys hurt right now. Yeah. And honestly, I was surprised after watching last night's game that they didn't add one more to that list with uh, who was it that was hobbling? Oh, it was Alvarez. Was hobbling to go into first base after. And then they've also had uh one of the guys foul a ball right off his knee. I think it was Kyle Tucker. Yeah. <laughs> so they're, they're they're banged up, is yeah. what I'm saying. They're still the World Series champs. There's definitely no slouch there. And Garcia was oh. a huge, huge part of that success last year. But maybe that's because he was doing a little too much rocking, like you said, and just put hitters to sleep.
3: Yeah, I it's such a hokey wind up and a hokey delivery. It's like if you, if you go to like really high level softball games, they've got these weird pitchers doing like funky dances before they throw their underarm yeah. pitches. It's, the it's not thing. the I Savannah mean,
2: bananas. This is no. major Michigan oh. baseball.
3: Yes. <laughs> but otherwise, well, I mean, yeah. they've got to just keep, you know, they've got to keep the pedal down. They've got to try and get, I would say they need a solid, you know, one and then two in a uh, two in each, like I said, two in each of the series coming up and then, yeah. you know, you can relax a little Excuse bit me. and, when they do lose one to Pittsburgh or somewhere coming up, and we're like, no, what are you doing? We can look back and say, oh, yeah, remember when they <laughs> did this
2: right. You know, yeah, kind of And that would be fun to say, uh, especially after this weekend in the Bronx, because in the midst of this, so where we are in the rotation, it's still to, to be determined for the weekend who's pitching. But if you follow the rotation, which there shouldn't be any reason, we should be playing around with the rotation this early in the season. Friday evening would be, you say, Kakuchi's night, unless they do something weird where Manoa wants to just not have that extra day because of the day off or something stupid. Which, like I said, this early in the season, they don't usually play around with that nonsense. Especially yep. with what's going on with them, Manoa right now. I take the extra day in Bronx and well, get and it wait, hey, wait, they wait, Come wait, on wait, Saturday, wait. crush it. You do realize what
3: the potential starters are for the twenty second, right?
2: Oh yeah, um, don't go past the Audi sign. <laughs> yeah, if I was Manoa, I might get an Audi
3: side, an Audi sign necklace made before the game.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is where he comes in with like the, you know, the, the rumor before major league baseball season and spring training started this year was that they were going to start on the opposite side from the new era hat. They were going to start, uh, you know licensing out that space for things it would be too funny if he walked out that day with audi no. <laughs> right there so but to that point it's going to be an interesting thing because that is the gotta be the first time they went head to head because they were never they weren't both one number one aces last year the rotations just but no or just cole was and and, um, an four, animal this year four and oh yeah. with a point nine five era like come on yeah. I I really hope he, he runs into the Blue Jays full force of the offense on Friday night and just gets trounced. Oh you yeah, gotta hope will <laughs> so. make me feel a lot so. yeah, I know. And to the point, finishing up tonight, strong, getting on the plane and going to the Bronx is gonna feel a ton better with a win this evening. You gotta we'll carry that 100%. momentum. So um so and then, so that's your Saturday, and then you have Gossman on Sunday and I heard a rumor that Luis Severino might be back on Sunday. Hmm. So as um, a, if I'm you're looking
3: like, at my cheat sheet and as a, yeah. uh,
2: that was a rumor. And I'm hoping my fancy baseball notes are right because I could use them in my pitching rotation. <laughs> I just don't want to see him beat the Blue Jays, but I, you know, we can beat up on their bullpen and before King and uh, Holmes come out, we'll be all yeah. set. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That Holmes guy is on another level this year, man. Yeah. I'm i I can see why they didn't have any interest in retaining Andros Chapman. Yeah. Yeah. And he's playing with the Kansas City Royals now. <laughs> And looking a lot better than normal, but yeah, there you go. I know that's baseball for you. You got it. So, but anyway, why don't we look ahead? Get your magnif- your uh, you know, crystal ball out, whatever you want to call it <laughs> tonight. What do you think is going to happen? Do you think we take, there it is. <laughs> do we take the series here this evening with the, I
3: do the brio start. I do with a Brio start. I'm, I'm, uh, I, I'm thinking it's going to be somewhere in the neighborhood of a five to two win for the Jays. Um, couple of home runs, uh, some strong, strong defense is going to get them through. And, uh, yeah, that's what the old, uh, the old goggles are saying.
2: There you go. That's what you're reading. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't looked at the uh, starting lineup this evening to see who's DHing and whatnot. But to that point, I tend to agree with you because I really just don't see how they don't beat up on Garcia already. Who's on the ropes. I just, it's going to be hard for him to do that big of a U-turn, I think. And you've been seeing him struggle with it all spring. And to this point, it's not getting much better (laughs) would be my
3: thoughts. And again, let's hope that they, they take advantage of that and then they really smash. like they really smash So here, I'll give you the I'll give you the lineup as quickly as I got it. Springer, Bachet, Guerrero, Varsho, Chapman, Kirk, Merrifield, Kiermeyer, and then Nathan Lukes.
2: Oh, he's gonna start. Good. He's gonna start, ladies and gentlemen. I um no, I actually like that lineup because that's uh that's proper, I think. And at that point, I I wouldn't be shocked that Matt Chapman continues this streak that he's on this evening to the point of more home runs. Like right. this might be a night he stands out. Uh, that would be my crystal ball level for this evening. So, so why are we looking H tonight? At... Yeah. And that honestly, he probably needed a night off the outfield over the last few days has all gotten a day off. And I think it was just his turn at this point. So, yeah. <laughs> cause even, uh, actually I take that back. I don't think show got any days off this series. They so sure. moved him to center last night for uh Merrifield to play left. <laughs> So anyway, further ahead, how are you predicting the Yankees series? Uh, here's my
3: bold prediction. They're going to win the first one. They're going to lose the second one. They're going to win the third one.
2: So take the series and play Ceto ball continued yeah. for this season, because yeah. that seems to be the mantra so far.
3: Yep. Kakuchi and when's Gosman the-
2: are going to get the wins. Oh, well, maybe not the wins, but they're going to both
3: going to pitch. Well, I feel bad for Manoa going up against the buzzsaw, but I do feel like he's going to compete. Um, I feel like they're going to be staring each other down the whole game, no matter what it is. And I feel like it'll be good. Some fireworks are fun. And I like the fact that the Yankees are are bold enough to challenge Manoa with, with uh, Cole. Um, I think that's a lot of fun, you know, kudos to them for doing that. Uh, He's on a heater. I mean, the only other way it could go is if Manoa beats him, and then it's just like,
2: oof, you know, If, if Manoa is going to show up amped up in the right direction for anything, I think his competitive juices are going more against a guy like him. So we'll we'll see where it goes. But I do think that that's going to be the, I think that's going to be the highlight game of the series. I really do think that, and that's not just because of that. I really do think that it's one of two things. It's going to be a nail biter all the way through it, or it's going to be one of those games where they just keep pounding each other back and forth. So let's say the Yankees get to uh, Manoa early again, like that's happened. The blue Jays are going to come out trying to bam, you know, back them up and, you know, pick them back up and they're going to attack Cole. And yeah. we have seen that. I believe they actually had this stat on during the broadcast the other day. The blue Jays are the best fastball hitting team in major league baseball to this day. So yeah. I know it's early in the season, but <laughs> it, 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 there's a reason that it's the number one in all pitchers. Arsenals, you throw right. heat, you get, out. Yeah. So all the, and answers, and he, all the rest of it's just the mess with timing.
3: They they seem to be able to read the two and the four right now quite well. And they're they're Correct. barreling those balls up, uh, bow, especially. I don't know if you I don't know if you notice he's got like a little uh like um uh, scraped off part on his bat. And I, I, I don't know why it has it, but holy, is he ever using it to his yeah. advantage? Yep,
2: yeah. so I did not know that well, he was the Blue Jays A MVP last year, but it says Nathan Lucas on the Blue Jays Twitter is getting his official first major league start tonight, man. it drafted 2015, so that's pretty cool that it's been that many years and he finally gets a real start in major league yeah. baseball. I hope he comes out and does that, but back to the regular part here we were talking about, um, I what I'm really looking forward to this weekend is seeing Gossman pitches. I want to see how he reacts to coming off of that rough start because – you could tell something wasn't right. And we were talking about a minute ago, how Garcia had to change his motion a little bit. Gossman was the other end of the spectrum that he wasn't doing the rocket crazy crap, but it was enough that it was ruled out because of the way the rules changed mostly because of people like Garcia. <laughs> the, yeah. He gets lumped. His, his setup got lumped into that whole equation just enough. They had to do some minor tweaking and up until the game the other day, that was not a problem at all. But you could tell, like you said, just not quite as fine in the yeah. passers dove
3: all over. He seemed to yeah. be doing a funny kick as well. Like he has that normal, natural little kick and he seemed to almost be take putting too much into it. So he was kind of off tilt when he was, when he was coming, you know, to his throw. Um, but I, I probably, as you noticed, as the game got on, the kick got less and the ball w- was much more under control. I mean, it's, it's yes. amazing. You know, when you ask a pro, like if you were to go ask uh, you know, tiger woods or, Rory to change his putting style just for one event. I mean, oh, they'd be all over on. the place, and it's it's hard. Like I think we assume sometimes with stuff like this for you to go in and say, "Hey, we just need you to speed your your motion up a little bit."
2: Yeah. Yeah, I can't be that and hard. Well, it is. It's really hard. It's actually very hard. Yeah. <laughs> Why does this sound like Rod Washington and Moneyball for a second? First base yeah. is that hard. Yeah, well, it's actually extremely hard. One of my favorite. <laughs> uh and and to that point i always forget that you know i I think of that part every time i think about somebody saying ain't that hard and then i also forget that technically uh mark Shapiro was the villain in that movie to a certain extent as he was the cleveland indians uh manager that would notoriously not trade him that reliever so yeah yeah (laughs) that was too funny but to that point I do think that this will be just like every New York series for a certain blue Jays, first baseman turns into Mashville. I have a strange theory, feeling at the end of the weekend here, we're going to be talking about Vladdy Mania all over again and how those singles are no longer singles. Chase. <laughs> I do agree
3: with you. I think that he is, he is half, half, a uh, half a miss away from hitting about 15 into places that don't exist in stadiums. Yeah he is, and then a guy
2: is notoriously good in the Bronx.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So I mean it's you know I feel like like he's he's very 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 close and um you know it's 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 just a whisper away and and when he does start hitting them good lord I mean they they we know they're going to fly. <laughs> We've seen them before. It's it's it's, a, it's a, <laughs> one of my favorite stories is watching him just smash baseballs but uh um but, you uh, know, yeah
2: <laughs> so but that's how uh blue jays fans get to do it so i'm going to use that as segue points to talk about the end of our show because we're in the regular season now and that's to go over this cheat sheet that some certain person already has two wins in which is starting to irk me See, he's not here to make fun of <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to carry over his for now the third week in a row because it, and it not only won him a week but we're not going to i don't think it wins them this week no, so last week no. i had chapman you had boba he had kk as in kevin kiermeyer and we're still carrying over the guest spot because the last two weeks in a row our guests have been sick <laughs> so must be all those you know wonderful spring allergies going into summer that are messing with everybody because this went from summer to winter here in the course of two days in new york <laughs> so, well, yeah, and, and we we still haven't seen any summer. We're just, we're just bl- living in winter. It's been <laughs> brutal here. Well, it's because you're in the Vancouver Canadians uh, ballpark here, Canucks area there. Yeah, that's what you get. <laughs> well,
3: probably,
2: <yeah. laughs> I blame your hockey team. I always do too. <laughs> So <laughs> I'm going to, we're going to go out and change the order up here because we're ch- carrying over Kevin Kiermeyer for, uh, but well, actually before I go that far, I think it comes down to you and I last week. As far as show was pretty good, but not anything stellar. Kevin Kiermaier was a a Q role player, but like I said, not anything stand out compared to what Bo and Chapman did. I think it's like a 50 50 between the you and I it right like now. I have, off. It, that's a, it's a tiezy. Yeah, I might just put that up on Twitter and see who votes it in wins. the uh, cool. uh, cool. and call and to see what happens. That was our tiebreaker last year as the fans of the show. Cool I guess we'll that. just keep up. Keep that up. So I'm going to let you go first, though, because I'm uh, you know hosting, and you're the guest, I guess. <laughs> Sorry, guest. Yeah. Um, okay. So, go so, for. Um, oh, jeez. Who is your pick The click, sir? Is what we're for the fans yeah, that have I not I been following the show. I want I'm doing that. this. I'm giving you time to think. <laughs>
3: have you? Have, have I gone var show before?
2: You have not. You've okay, won Springfield, Bo. Going Springer Bar, show. Going bar going show, Bar Show, Bar Show. Oh wait, show, hold on. We can't can't go Varshow because he's he's still the carryover for the guest spot. Yeah, Also a carryover for Kevin or for uh, Kevin. You know what? I'm really There's going no more carryovers. You got to pick anybody go but those two. I'm I, I'm going Kirk. There it is, the maple beef. market it one down. Of my picks. Yeah. He won. He won me some key clutch ones last year that I needed to win. So I taco. I put the taco up today just for him.
1: Taco. That <laughs> That's taco.
2: Taco. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I did say Vladdy but I've already picked him once this year. I want to pick somebody else. I have not picked George Springer yet this season. And I think I'm going to go with George Springer. And to that point, I like him. Uh, there's still that old uh, rivalry that he has with the uh, New York Yankees. So I'm going to just run off of that. I'll <laughs> see what happens. So Blue Jays fans, for the ones that are just joining the show or figuring out what we're doing here, that is our pick-to-click session every week. And that's just for bragging rights. So we have a reason to yell at each other at the end of each show here every week. Yep. <laughs> so, <laughs> So, Jason, anything you would like to add this evening? Not a thing, buddy.
3: I got a huge game tonight: Giants versus White Sox at the beautiful Viewland Park. Uh, Giants are on a two two game heater coming into it. Yeah,
1: all excited.
2: I want one more quick discussion here to wrap the show, and I have to personally gush on the roadmap that has been Chris Bassett's. Oh move up in the right direction. I I was completely blown away by that performance last night and just, I couldn't have been better timed after Manoa had the issue then gosman had the issue you were talking about needing a stopper when we weren't at the ace position of our rotation and he yeah. acted like a ace last night for sure and did exactly what this club needed to the point where we can switch this momentum around and go into the Bronx hopefully yeah he looked super
3: confident I think that his air of confidence uh, kind of t- you know sprinkled all around the team yesterday um I-, I thought it was very good again you know back to the sort of the mattingly factor I feel like 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 he, where a pitcher is not talking, I saw him talking to some guys in the dugout, and I feel like sort of gone are the days. Like I know they know they leave Manoa alone pretty much, but Gosman talks, you know, Bassett talks, and I feel like you know even if you're getting creamed, you, you've always got your teammates to rely on, and and you know I think that that's a big thing, and I think Bassett, you know, sort of being a voice in there or a, appearing
2: to be one at least, I think that was a positive for the whole team. So I don't know if it was before or after the game, but it was Vladdy on the Twitter account. Basically, somebody clearly had a camera on Vladdy and he happens to be sitting next to Chris Bassett. (laughs) Um, And I thought this was hysterical. as Vladdy's being Vladdy, you know, hey, what's up with the giant smile and trying to get, uh, Bassett in on the action or whatever, you know, egging him on a little bit. Bassett just very casually leans over, grabs his head like this on the top. And you can see like pretends to kiss him. And then yields back to looking at what he was looking at. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so exactly. All good and fun in baseball. And like we said, it's a game. We should have some fun. With have it. Some fun. <laughs> So anyways, Blue Jays fans, this has been another lovely evening of Jay Bird watching. Uh, I want to give a couple of shout outs to our friends, Blue Jays dad this evening. If you're on, uh, Blue, J- on Blue Jays Twitter, make sure you jump out and watch on uh, Friday evening. He's hosting a Twitter spaces event. I forget the time, but check his podcast. or am sorry. his uh- twitter handle blue jays dad real hot real hard to find uh friend of the show and i'm probably gonna pr- jump in friday evening during the game and chit chat blue jays baseball during the yankee game jason might also jump in and have some fun here join the conversation with us it's some things that we're gonna try doing here a little bit more too along with trying to do some better recaps that i said we were gonna start doing and i was horrible about doing this weekend well so, it was yeah. mostly my fault because the dumb instagram password won't work <laughs> so Oh, well then we are going to figure that out. <laughs> so I didn't know what was up. So anyways, Blue Jays fans until next Wednesday evening, we'll probably be back at seven o'clock Eastern unless Jay's got more, uh, fun baseball games here to talk about. We have no more guests that like to keep canceling on us. And so it just becomes yeah. the Craig and Jay show. <laughs> so we're just going to have some fun. Like we do every Wednesday evening at seven o'clock Eastern time. And we're going to have some fun talking Blue Jays baseball. And what is the Blue Jays barroom chat that is, jaybird watching here as the official podcast of jay part of the fan cited and jason i believe it might be that time it is, it is. Woo! let's go. go blue jays
3: thank you for listening to the jaybird watching podcast please follow us on
2: facebook instagram twitter twitch at bird gc and our youtube channel if you want to support the show and get extra content, please consider joining to our Patreon at patreon.com birdwatchinggc. Go Jays go.
0: Woo! Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it?
1: I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point.